Kitch. Hello. Once again, just Batman and Robin this week. Deno, MIA. Yeah, got some children, young children now, keeping them busy. Yeah, a- and you and you know when uh, when I say Batman and Robin, you know you know who Batman is, right? Yeah, it's me, right? No, I look like I look like Michael, Michael Keaton, don't right. I? So you don't know. Okay, that's fine. So you don't know. Uh, okay. Um, listen, we're gonna uh, we're gonna dissect here a little bit uh, last night's activities, uh, heartbreaking uh, loss that. Uh, you know, people are like, you got to win that game. And I don't know if we have to win that game. I mean, I think that that game showed us is that um, if the other team has a big man uh, who likes to crash the boards, we're going to have problems. It's going to create a lot of problems. The last two games, we've been killed on the offensive board. Len killed us the other night with eight offensive boards. And then, luckily that game was a blow up. But Claxon and the other dude last night, Yep. We're dominant and they got so many more chances than the only reason why they had a chance to, again, why the fuck did they win that game? Because of a second chance opportunity. Uh, and that's what happened. So like, we got to, we've got to figure that out, but all in all wraps 13, 15. Uh, I'm comfortable with where we're at. I think it could be better. Uh, so let's, let's, let's talk it through. So you're going into that game or going into this, into the two game series, they had the back-to-backs, you would have thought, oh, we're, we're probably not getting by Brooklyn. So we got to win the first one. So the first one we had to win, I think we'll probably not get by that second one. And then during the game, we obviously teased everybody that we were, that we were, we were right there at the end. And we had, a, we easily had it locked up to win. And, uh, and then we gave it away. So yeah, yeah, I, I agree with the fact that with three minutes to go in the game, we have to win those. But before the game, I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have said, yeah, we have to win that. We have to win that game. But you're right with a big man. It is a glaring, glaring weakness for us. And Boucher is not a starter in the NBA. He, he cannot cover the big man who's the starter on the other team. He's just not the same class. He, he just got complete. The last two games, he's just been completely pushed around, beaten on the boards. I think Boucher does all does okay against the backup player who, who usually plays against uh, coming off the bench. But as a starter, nah, he just he is not our big man answer at all. And it's no, I mean, obvious. Yeah, like at, at best on a real team, right? That had championship aspirations. One, I'm not even sure he's on the floor if, with a team with championship aspirations. Right. But if he is, he is at best the seventh to eighth guy getting 12 to 16 minutes a game where he's coming in, give somebody a breather, maybe knock down a three or two. Uh, you know, maybe he, I don't mind him on the offensive board and the defensive end. I mean, he's, he's fucking useless, but the last two, the last two games, I mean, he's actually like, he had, he had nine boards last night, nine points, 32 minutes. I thought, I thought he was okay. Other than that glaring hole. uh, If you took away that his inability to guard the other guy's big guy, I actually think the last two games he's, he showed signs of improvement, but yeah, you're right. He can't play 32 minutes in that role of trying to defend. You just can't. No, and, he, and he, he's always going for the block. Like he lives and dies by trying to go for that block shot. He gets caught off all the time. Like the flyby three at the end, that was his That was his rotational guy last night. Like we cannot give them a three at the end of the game. He goes flying by, doesn't come close to touching. The guy makes the three. Like he just, he doesn't, he doesn't have a good rotational defense as to, as to who he's got to pick up. And there's, a, and, and that rebound too, the ball almost hit his feet. The ball came to almost hit him in the feet and the other, and he didn't even bend down and pick it. The other guy grabbed it and they threw it back out. So he got the second chance point. So he just, I, I, I think he's fighting it. I really think he's fighting it. Like he got, he, he'd made one good defensive play last night and was screaming at the other guy's face and got a technical. And that's, a, that's a sign of a desperate man. A guy trying to, 
trying to justify his, his existence. Yeah, I mean, the technical was ridiculous. Uh, and, you know, you can make the argument something stupid like that. They make the free throw, you know, we go to overtime. That sort of shit shouldn't happen. Uh, yeah, so he, and he can't afford to be doing stuff like that. But, I, you know, heat of the moment. I mean, I'll, I'll give him a bit of a pass on that one. But I agree. It was, it was a ter- it was a, there was no need for it, right? There wasn't, that guy wasn't even doing anything. Like the guy that he was getting in this face, like, no. the guy was like, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't even care. <laughs> right. uh, so, yeah. But all right, now let's touch on a couple other points because you 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 kind of you you mentioned them. Um, end of the game, right? Oh. So let's let's just get at the end of the game. Then we're going to talk about the challenge uh, uh, in a second. But I, I hate to say this because again, I'll reiterate this: he's still my number one get for uh, a Raptors guest. I love Nick Nurse, but I I don't know if you can argue it anymore. In his defense, I don't think he uh, excels at late game X's and O's and or concepts even as to what we're trying to do to get a decent shot to win the game. I mean, you got to give him a bit of a break with 36 seconds left. Freddie jacks up a three from 40 fucking feet. Like, I don't even I think know. It was 60 feet. It was, it was it, from like half, almost half, like early in the shot clock, too. I know what he was thinking. I mean, he was thinking, let's get two for one worst case scenario. Uh, But when you're up three, I don't think that's what you should be thinking. I think you should be thinking, get the best look you can. If you don't get it, that means you don't get another possession. They still have to come down and hit the three anyway. Right. So like that's some of that's coaching. Like I'm probably using my timeout there to say, here's what I want to do in this situation. We're going to, we're going to work the clock down. Don't worry about going for two for one. Like make sure everyone knows they're on the same page. Cause Freddie, I mean, as much as I love Freddie, like that's just not a good decision uh, in that scenario. But and then of course they come down, like you said, the, the flyby, my other, my other issue that we continue to do. We're actually getting better. Gary Trent's awesome at it. He closes out. Gary Trent does not fly by. Well, it's Watt Nobby. He doesn't, he closes out too. Well, we got to talk about you in a second too. Cause he's been awesome the last two games too. Um, but yeah, but here we are, like a, a defensive breakdown, all of a sudden fly by the guy and the guy who's been killing us all game, Patty Mills, who's, who's shooting like 60% from three, that boom, knocks it down. You just, you, could, you know, you just, it's one of those things like, oh, here we go. You know, it's coming. And then, so then we get, we don't call timeout. We let Freddie bring it up on his own. Not one pass is made. He just dribbles. And, you know, I got to admit, like, it wasn't even that horrible of a, of a look. He just throws up an air ball. Yeah, it didn't hit the I, rim. I mean, and he had a little bit of separation. Like it wasn't horrible. It's a foul line. Like that's so. Here's what I'm going to say about all this. I think after 28 games, I'm now prepared to say that Scotty Barnes is our best player. I really do believe that he is our best player. Uh, if you factor in everything, he is our best player. Part of that is his fucking decision making. He's an awesome decision maker. Yep. Right. Doesn't generally force too too much. Awesome decision making. I think at the end of a game, I'm not saying he gets the last shot, but I'm saying the ball's got to flow through him. Right? It's got to yeah. flow through him. hundred uh, percent. You you watched the end of that game last night. So we threw up a we like we dribbled down. We threw up that forty footer, and then so then we're coming back in D. The only thing we cannot have happen is let them shoot a three. Like I don't care. We should have put five guys on the three point line. If they want to dribble in and do a dunk or a layup. Let him have at her. Like, just play the perimeter defense. So, so that was ridiculous. And then come up, and, but the success for them in scoring that, which is something we should learn from, is they threw at least six passes on that series. Yeah. 
they threw the ball to, around about six different guys, finally got Mills open, great crisp passes, and, and made the shot. We go down, we isolate Freddie on somebody who is bigger than them because Freddie's not bigger than anybody. So bigger than, and Freddie tries to throw up a prayer. Like, why can't we distribute the ball at the end of the game? Why do we have to, why do we have this mindset that it has to be a one-on-one isolation and nobody else? Is there some, is there some mathematical equation? Because I tell you, it's not working. It hasn't worked for a well, year and a half now. That's what I mean. But that's, I go back to the nurse issue here on this one. Like yeah. he has to own this. Like I, at the end of the game shit, defensively and offensively, he has to own it because it's on him. The fact that he's letting Freddie, I guess, unilaterally decide where I'm bringing it up and I'm not going to pass the ball and I'm going to go one-on-one. I mean, again, Freddie doesn't beat anybody off the dribble. He sure shit doesn't beat anybody off the dribble when that's what everyone knows he's trying to do. Yeah. Right. His only hope there was to take that was a step back three. That, that was, that would have been his better look. Right. Yeah. So uh, again, like, I think this is a, this is more of a nurse issue. I love nurse. I think he's coaching these guys up. I think when he called out the guys, um, after, uh, what game was it? The one we, um, the one before Sacramento, whoever that was, uh, he o- called o- him out. Oh, OKC game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. OKC. And then when Champagne played and they asked him why, and he said like, he called like, and so he's doing that. And Boucher has responded by the way, Boucher has responded. He's played his best two games, probably the season back to back. Um, I know, but he has. I'm telling you, he's, those are his best two games. Um, so, yeah, like, I, I think Nick's great in that area, but we've got, like, this end of the game stuff, like, it has to get figured out because we're going to be in a lot of these games where it's going to come back, that it's going to come down to the last three to four possessions, and we have to execute, and we are not. We, we go to isolation ball. There's no movement. I'm telling no. you right now, what we sh- should do is you start – this is basic. You start Barnes on the low block. You have him sprint to the – you know, to the top oh, of the key yeah. or to the elbow, you get on the ball there and then you let him create and you're going to yeah. run, you know, then you're going to run Freddie off a screen. Like I love Freddie coming off a screen that, in that yeah, spot. Getting a look. For sure. Right. For sure. I love that. We, so, so we did that. We did it. We, I texted you guys this last night. We did that with Gasol and we won a championship. That's exactly what we do. He, we put Gasol in the low post. He ran to the top and he distributed the ball to whoever, whoever we thought could get the ball to him. They, and like, I'd like to send, I'd like to send Nick a year and a half's worth of tape and say, listen, this is how we finished our tight games. We've won probably 10% of those. We've probably lost 90% of those games in the last year and a half. We do not have a Kevin Durant. We do not have some guy who can isolate and score. We do not have that type of player. So we can't do that with the players that we have. We have to create something different. It, it, it baffles me how, and I, and I, I don't buy that. I, I, there was a fact that oh, they, I, I tell them to do something in the, in the warm up or in the timeout then, but they don't do it. They end up isolating. I don't buy that. I, I bought it once or twice, but I don't buy that because it's happened continuously over and over again. He must call well, the isolation, which I'll tell you what I'm, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. My next home game uh, in Scotiabank, assuming there ever is another home game with fans. Um, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm going to put this pod on a key fob. I'm going to pull coach Nate aside. And I'm just going to say, listen, listen to the first 11 minutes of this pod and then go talk to Nick and, and report back to me. Yeah. Okay. Right. Cause that, that, I mean, clearly someone's got to get in his ear. And it should be I us. Think, I think it should be us. I think Nate would take that. I think Nate would. Take I think Nate. I think Nate. I'm not joking. I think Nate would actually take the key fob. I bet he'd probably listen to it. He probably would. He probably would. <laughs> you know, Nate, hey, I'm gonna get. He probably think I'm not giving this to Nick. What these guys are crazy. Oh, God. oh yeah. Then we would never get Nick on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> if we ever do get Nick on the pod, like we have to, we have to. Uh, producer Mike, you're gonna have to like delete this from the internet. For sure. <laughs> In case well, he's not going back and listening. Who's, who's no, but you know what? One of his cronies, Mike, Coach Nate, Mike. Who knows? You know, yeah, true. Uh, all right. So uh, last thing about uh, Nick Nurse, because maybe, you know what, maybe he is listening to the pod because if we all noticed last night and, and uh, Calgary Danielle 
texted me right away when it happened. I had a couple of people text me right away when it <laughs> happened. The challenge, the challenge in the fourth quarter at a moment when we needed it and it worked out great. That's why you keep the challenge. That's why there's no point any other time because that was a major critical point. It should have won us the game because what I want to talk about and should be what drives me crazy. The rule that when we win that challenge on a clear strip and a clear that we would have taken the ball, that should be our ball side out. It should not go to a jump ball on the overrule, right? They call the foul on Barnes. They overrule. It should be, no, there was no foul and clearly Toronto had the possession. So therefore they now get the ball. That's what the NFL does. In some of these situations, on dead balls, they look at it and they go, okay, that actually was a turnover. It was a clear, uh, the other team had the ball, they get the ball. That's exactly what should have happened last night. But the bigger thing is you have one challenge. There is never any reason to use it other than some point late in the fourth quarter of a close game. That's it. End of story. This, do- this does pain me and it's hard to say, but I do agree with you, Bart. I do agree with you on that. That's, uh, yeah, that's I mean, it's, it's, easy a, it's a valid point. It's a valid it's point. easy to agree with genius. <laughs> right. really. nah, see, you just you just ruined it i had well, a I moment, mean, listen, I had a moment there i had a moment and I, there and what and get ready right remember what i promised a couple pods ago i said it, during the break i'm going back to every one of those fucking games we're gonna do i'm gonna i'm gonna stat all the flybys and i'm gonna make a difference in the nba the flyby <laughs> is the death it happened four or five times last night and it leads to a wide open look and generally wide open looks in the nba do not go well for the defensive team <laughs> you know what first step since my, then you milestone people yeah that's right absolutely absolutely so listen uh no game tomorrow night or yeah no game tomorrow night because of uh covid uh, the covid bulls uh then we we roll right into steph steph yep. coming home steph yep. coming home to uh where he, where he grew up yeah, i got deno so, and slacker and pete four of us at the game well that's right you're going yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right um and then you look at the uh, the rap schedule it's i mean i don't know i don't know how we I don't know how we go on a five or six game winning streak. I don't game. either. It's tough. I don't either. <laughs> right. So they really, they really got to start winning the games. They got to win. Like last yeah. night. So in the, from the context of, Hey, we were in that game late. We're up nine going to the fourth quarter. It's like at that stage you go, okay, well now we do have to win that game, but I was yes. not expecting them to win that game just because Harden was out. Right. 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 So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, all right, listen, let's, uh, anything else about the wraps? Oh, you know what? Listen, we got, we, and I mentioned it previously I, and I do want to talk about it. I want to talk about Scotty Barnes for a second. I want to talk about Yuta. So I, I need to, um, mea culpa on Yuta. I'm now, I've, I'm like, he's, I'm a big fan. I'm he works hard. Fan. He only, he only went one for five from three last night. So he, his shooting actually let him, let us down a bit last night. But big three, man, however, that he made. Yeah. And, but man, he, like, he brings it on defense. That guy is, that guy's like a Scotty Barnes mentality, just not as talented. Just not, but but he is he is something he is somebody who will play hard on defense. He'll share the ball. I think he's a smart player. There's good basketball IQ. So I think we, he deserves he deserves more minutes, uh, more minutes out there. And we and we and like we need Birch back. We need Birch and OG back. We need some big guy back to to it would make everything else flow so much better. Well, yeah, I mean, but listen, we have to probably understand that we're going to get hit with the COVID bug here at some stage too. Right. I mean, it's, it's probably going to happen. So I, I think we're going to be in it. this, our lineup. I don't know if our, if our top five are going to play together at any point in the next two months, but I agree. My point with you is I think he's absolutely shown enough where he's a legitimate rotational player, regardless of what the, like when we get all our top players back, he's in the eight man rotation, as far as I'm concerned. And maybe it's only 12 to 14 minutes a game because, but it is like, he works his ass off. Uh, I actually think he's a relatively uh, good knockdown three point shooter 
when when he gets decent looks when he's not forcing it. So I think he can shoot it. And yeah, he, he's got it. like everything about what he brings to the table is what you want in a rotational player, right? He's never, he should never be 30 minutes a game, but I'm telling you that 12 to 18 minute will be his sweet spot. And I think he can be very effective. So I love Utah. Yeah. Utah's on my yeah. all love team right now. Yeah. I loved him. I loved him last year. I was, he was a, he was a, he's one of my guys. He's in my, he's in my wheelhouse. I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that. Yeah, you, you should. Uh, you know, I loved it. Couldn't get his name right, but I loved it. Uh, and then listen, we got to talk Scotty Barnes for a second. Well, look at the run he is on the last yep. few games. Yeah. Like just, it's, I, I, I mean, his jump shot is going to get better. It is. And it's not, it is, horrible, it is getting better right now. He's making uh, some threes now. So it is, it is, it is getting a little better. Yep. He's shooting too many threes as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I know he knocked down a couple big ones last night. But I don't think he's in the range. He should, I don't think he should be shooting six, seven threes a game. And that's kind of where he's creeping up to now. Yeah. That's a lot. I'd rather um, him shoot a three than Pascal. Oh my God, Pascal. I mean, he gets some I mean, and everything is front rim. <laughs> everything on those on those threes that he misses is front rim. Yeah. Unbelievable. Listen, but let's not let's not digress to, to Pascal. Uh, <laughs> okay. I want we'll leave him alone this pod. But All right. All right. I mean, right now, I I I don't I know everyone loves Mobley in Cleveland and he is good. I do. I like his game too, but there is no question in my mind that Scotty Barnes is the rookie of the year and probably the best player in the draft from what I've seen all around. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't done my, I haven't done enough Cade and, and Mobley watching. Cause the problem is you don't watch those guys cause they're on terrible teams. So you never think, Oh, Hey, I'm going to tune in this Cleveland game or this Pistons game tonight. So I, I just don't, I don't have enough. I haven't watched enough of those guys to play because I'm not interested in watching those teams play. Yeah. I mean, so Cade's playing a ton better than when he first started, but it's not like he's, he's not blowing the doors off of it. Uh, and he's get. I mean, his consumption of the basketball is, is like, he's got the ball in his hands a ton. I agree. He's on a shitty team. So it's going to make it harder for him. What's his face down in Houston green. I mean, he's never. Yeah. But I mean, they, they're playing like they won. What did we say? Seven or eight in a row. Something like that. They want yep, and seven, uh, his numbers are decent, but again, he's on a shitty team. So if they continue that, uh, and his but his shooting percentages are are not great. I think he should, I think he's only shooting thirty nine percent from the field. Uh, and I mean, but what other what other uh, player in that top five six is having the impact that Barnes is having? I mean, on both ends of the floor. I mean, Barnes really we watch all the time. He literally is guarding everybody. He went from guarding Patty Mills to Kevin Durant last night. Yep. There aren't five guys in the league who can do that. Right. Nope. And I think he did a decent job on, on Durant. I mean, we should maybe talk about Durant for five seconds because man, is he smooth. He is awesome. <laughs> he is awesome. He is awesome. Like, just, just a, like a hand in a face shot. Doesn't bother him. Doesn't oh hand in face he just, just drains it. Hand, hand. You can poke him in his eyes and I still do think he'd still make the shot. Well, if it's inside 15 feet, it is down. Yeah. I mean, it's autumn. I don't know why. I, I don't know why that isn't their play every single time down the court. Clear out, Kevin. You're not allowed to shoot the three. Take one dribble, and you're at the free throw line. Pull up and shoot it. Yeah, yeah. Just you like you almost had to bump him around a bit. Like you got to. I, I think I think you can get inside his head, but you got to get him. You got to somehow get him rattled a bit. And, uh, and well, because because leaving him just to play an open, free spirited game. Oh, well, like yeah, he was he was rolling. He felt he looked very comfortable at their last night. Oh. I even thought Barnes did an okay job on him. Yeah, right? me too. It wasn't he had a couple blocks. Uh, you know, made him work, got him off the spot a couple times. Like, yeah, I mean, but Katie, I mean, Katie, wow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I actually think Katie will be the MVP of the league this year. We talked about this last week. Oh, but he, he really, I don't. After, after, after Curry setting the record, they're going to give it to him in this year. Yeah, you know what? I, 
well, we're going to talk about Curry in a second, but um, I'm telling you right now, the money you should put on is, is on KD. But um, yeah, so anyways, finishing up on Barnes, just, I mean, clearly superstar in the making. And if he does, if he gets it like a patented sort of 15-footer knockdown jumper, I mean, he'll be tough because he, he does, I think he finishes better than anybody around the rim. Yep. Right. And he's the best at missing uh bunny and then getting, I mean, it's almost a guarantee he gets the rebound right back. If he does miss one. Right. Yep. So he's rebounding. I, I don't know. I can't say enough about him. Uh, Johnny Bart may have been right with the all time uh, favorite Raptor. He's, he's up, he's up the ladder already. Oh yeah. He's up so the ladder. Who, who on our team you think, do you think is probably, I guess Freddie's probably our best. Who's our, who's our next best shooter behind Freddie on our team or arguably equal with Freddie. Our next best shooter? Yeah. Oof, that's a tie between everybody. <laughs> I would say Trent. I think oh, Trent. Yeah. So that's that's true. That's fair. Gary, Gary, absolutely. Gary. But, so why does he not get a, a pass look at the end of the game? Well, let's give him a shot to because I I would I would much I would much rather have him shoot a 15 footer than than Pascal or Freddie. Or again, how about this? How about just run a play? Just run a play. Yeah, just run not, a pass play. Right? Run a play where we're gonna move the ball a couple times and maybe get like I do believe ball movement and uh, cuts, ball cuts is how you get open in the NBA. Yeah. Right. Yep. And yep. again, if it was, if that was Kawhi, that's one thing, right? Kawhi pumped it at the elbow. That's a good yeah. luck. We'll take or, that. Or Durant. It's Durant. Or Durant. Yeah. Like, a one, like a guy who's a legitimately, you can't stop one-on-one. Yeah. Again. Okay, great. We don't have that guy. No. We do not have that guy. So we got to move the basketball at the end of the game. Have to. All right, we've all right, let's we're back. Sorry, we're still better. Right. Uh okay, so there we go. Raps, uh, raps recap. I think we're done. We will uh we'll see. I am looking forward to the game Saturday night, however, uh, as my family arrives and is in quarantine. Be great. Not a deal. We're being quarantined together. Um all right, listen quickly, NBA news. Uh the big news last night, which I wa- I had both games on uh while I was watching. And you know, Curry, the all-time uh three-point shooter pretty impressive in oh god i think he did it almost almost half the games that ray allen did it in but then they showed a lot of stats like ray oh. allen was was taking five threes a game yeah and steph for his career i think is averaging 11 threes yeah. like it's something ridiculous and uh, when ray allen played the scores were like 90 85 or 95 90 like, like when reggie miller and, and then there was it was a totally different game yeah. back when reggie and, and ray were, were there but to that point the credit they basically credit steph with changing that Yep. mindset right that it was his yep. ability to change the game that everyone went well fuck we got we mass consumption of threes is the way to go and yeah. all of a sudden 35 feet's not the worst look in the world if you if the analytics tell you that you know it's better than you're better off to make two of those uh than you are three you know three two-point shots so um like i'm, I'm a huge steph guy i mean as the picture in the elevator uh shows steph's <laughs> he's also a huge dave bark guy um but uh yeah, I think it's super impressive. He's going to go over 4,000. So he'll have the record by over 1,000 threes made um, by the time it's all said. And maybe more if he plays three or four more years. Because he's, I mean, he's on pace for 440 threes this year, yeah, uh, yeah. Which, which would obliterate his record. Uh, so even if he went down to 350 over the next, yeah, he should be, he'll have that record by 1,500 threes. Um, and then you try and think of anyone behind him right now. There's nobody. Like he'll have the record for a while. I'm not saying it's unbreakable, but he'll have the record for a while. Yeah. Like Harden's not super, super behind him, but uh, he's older in age. So he's got less time and time ahead. And and he's not. And if anything, Harden's taking a step back. Oh yeah. He's letting the other guy shoot now. 
but yeah, and the thing that amazed me, like, I've I've seen Curry play a number of times. He's like this short, skinny, no muscle. Like he's got no muscle mass on him. Like just he is he does not look like a basketball player at all. When you well, see he's him more muscular now than he used to be. Yeah, you go look at his early in his career. Oh my God, he was. He was like Bobby Bart, scrawny, right? <laughs> just like, just, but yeah, but now he's definitely more muscular than he's ever used to be. A little bit, but he's a tiny guy. Like you see him, oh, he, he, is, he is not an opposing like figure when he walks up to you. So kudos to him. Like I, I'm, I'm happy that he's got it. I like it. I think he's a, I think he's a good ambassador for the N- NBA. Uh, I think the fans love him. Um, I think he cares. Well, and so I, I think, I think to have him win a title and, and sort of be a legacy of it. I think that's great for the NBA. Um, yeah. I mean, everyone loves him, which is yeah. awesome. I mean, look at, look at the reaction in Madison square garden last night. It was almost, yeah. it almost worked out perfectly that it was in, in Madison square garden or someplace like that. If yeah. it couldn't be at home, Madison square gardens place to do it. They went crazy. They did. The place went nuts. Yeah. It was awesome. I, yeah. But he is like, he's, he's the best, like from that standpoint, as far as everyone loves that guy as they yep. should, uh, yep. he's not a dick. And he, he's not a dick because he loves it when his other, when his teammates do well too. Right. He's the yep. first guy up and down chair. Like, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge, if we get Steph, if we could somehow get Steph, I would, I would, if we could get Siakam for Steph, I would approve that trade. <laughs> if that trade, I get get the whole roster. I'd rebuild the whole team for Steph. Not Scotty. Not Scotty. All right. No. We'll keep Scotty, Scotty and Steph. Yeah. I do. Oh, I'd start there. I would, that would be a horrible start. Scotty and Steph and you and I. <laughs> Well, you know what? It's all I can afford. That, all I can you afford. put me in that corner. I'm making more threes than Siakam is. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> I don't. No, I, have to, I can't. Stage. I can't run. I'd have to play offense or defense. I couldn't go. I can go up and down the court. I have to stick you know, at one I, end. I think we'd we'd leave you at the scorer's table. <laughs> but look at Curry. 789 games to Ray Allen's 1300, and he broke it. Uh, Harden's played 903. Uh, so yeah, he's he's a long way. Yeah, there's no way. There's no way he's he's catching them. Uh, Harden's at 24, 25.09. So he's 460 back already. Yeah, there's no chance. No chance he's catching. And then you, you look at the rest of the games on the list. Like there's no young guns right now that are even close. Nope. No, I looked at last night. Yeah, there's nothing. All these other, I mean, Durant, I think, is the next close. Yeah, it's over. He, yeah, he, you know what? This might be a bit, this might be a 56 game hitting streak type record. May never be touched. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so he's got to stay healthy. That's the healthy. That's the key. All right. Well, listen, congrats, Steph. The uh, Borland Raptors couldn't be happier for you. So, yeah. If that, if that means yeah. anything. You know, I'm yeah. going to get, I'm going to send the picture to Abby of, of Steph and I in the elevator. We'll get that up on Insta. <laughs> get down the socials. Maybe that'll get our, our Instagram followers a little more excited. Uh, all right. Uh, that's it. We're off to uh, the backyard. Yep. Well, oh, let's go. Recap. Recap yeah. last week. Recap yeah. last week. Please uh, do. I can't bar- wait. Barrows and last going in. Uh, not anymore. Not anymore. The, the Chargers minus 10 over the Giants hit that Washington plus four over Dallas. No, that did not come in. You know what? Should have. Let's talk about that for eight seconds. Are you kidding me? They get the ball back down 27, 20. They have no business being in that game. They're going to march down. They're going to march down and score until <sighs> Heineke. What a disaster. He didn't deserve that, that one though. That's stupid. No, I'm not saying he deserved it, but that I, picked I, that I, press I didn't deserve him fumbling on his own 40. All right, so maybe that was a bit of a bad beat for you. Then how about the other one? How about your how about how about your Tampa Bay minus three on having to score having to score the touchdown? Yeah, the touchdown. That's right. Well, that's how they win the game. If they get if they score a touchdown, then then the game's over. Or they kick that's a field goal did. and stop them, and the game's over. Well, that's true. Yeah, I know. Well, actually, no. Didn't Buffalo have the ball first? 
Oh yeah, kick a field goal. The yeah, other one. Yeah, field goal. I know. There's no. Re- there's, I had no. Be- well, I, I still felt okay about the push at that yeah. stage. Yeah, I didn't yeah. Feel, but yeah, great win. Another lock. Another, another lock comes in. Sparkles two and one in the week. 18, 18, 20 and one for the season, which is forty seven percent. But seven and five on his locks. So yeah, that Make is making money. Making money. That's making money in the locks for sure. Uh, Deno second. He was second. He uh, had the pit mini under, which went what was under 44. That was a big Thursday night special under 44 that went to a, a total of 64. So that was not close. Then he had the Cleveland Baltimore under 43. That went 24 22 on some backdoor touchdowns by uh, Baltimore. So that went over again. So over two. And then he had the Giants Jets under 43. Sorry, the Saints Jets under 43. Uh, Saints won by, by uh, 30 to 9. So just under there. So he went one and two on the week. One and two, 18 and 21 since Deno at 46% has now fallen into third place. So Deno has fallen behind Bart. Bart's made some traction there. Kitch, uh, Tennessee minus eight over Jacksonville, 20 to nothing. It was a win. Then Detroit, Denver under, which missed by three. And Green Bay, Chicago under, which was the one I liked the most, was a track beat. How does, how does Chicago Green Bay score 75 points? Like Chicago got 30 points on the Monday nighter. What that was like, not, that game did not start well for the under. No, it did not yeah. at all. The special teams melee. Kitch went one and two, 19 and 20 is the record at 49%. So 49, 47, 46. Right. We're in a tight right race there. coming down, right right down there. there. Yeah, and then we can, and in the in the we beat him. We can't we, we can't beat him, but we can cover. Uh nobody hit that one. It was some good blowouts by the favorites this week. So uh yeah, nobody nobody hit that one. So we're still still at two, one, and zero in that for Kitch, Bart, and then Denno. Uh okay, so let's let's start with uh Denno then this week. Uh and Although Deno did not send in his picks, I can comfortably make them for him. Saying right. he's going he's gonna to go all unders. Uh, yep. So he's, and I think uh, we'll we'll give Deno a chance to change these, I guess, because Abby puts it up uh, later in the week. But I think I think he's going to love this. He's going to go um, the Arizona Cardinals, Detroit Lions under forty seven and a half. Yep. He is going to go the Texans, Jaguars for sure under for sure he is. For sure, under 39 and a half. And then I also think he would go the Jets, Dolphins under 42. Yeah. I I really do. They're all legitimate picks for Deno. He'll be be happy with those. I think he'd be thrilled with them. Watch him go three and out. I won't bet one of them, by the way. (laughs) Uh, Uh, All right. What about you? What do you got? All right. Well, listen, I, I, after my stupidity from a couple of weeks ago, well, you're back. Back on the Pats? I'm not going to make the mistake again. Pats, it, it makes, this makes no sense, this line. They should be favored by two and a half, not getting a two. The fact the Pats are getting the points right now, this should be my lock star play of the week. It's not because I have a better one, but I definitely, uh, it, this would be slightly more than a sprinkle on this game, but I love the Pats plus two and a half. Okay. So that's my, that's my, uh, my very first pick of the week. Now this one, I feel less great about. So this is definitely a sprinkle. It's definitely <laughs> a sprinkle. Uh, and cause they're, God, they're in, they're in COVID hell right now. The lines drop from seven to four and a half. It's a must win for them still. I like the Rams minus the four and a half against the the surging Seattle Supersonics. Seahawks, not Supersonics. Seahawks. <laughs> the Su- Supersonics are definitely not surging. They've not been surging for a while. Uh, and then last but not least, my first ever, or sorry, first of the year. Maybe it might be my first ever. My first ever Thursday night lock star play of the week. Kansas City chefs. Now back to the line has been jumping around all week. It was at three, then three and a half, then four. Back to three at the moment. Love the Chiefs. Chiefs are for real. All of a sudden, they are. No one's talking about them. 
three points. They need the W. This basically, this basically locks up the division if they win this game. So I love the Chiefs minus three as the lock play of the week. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. My uh, my, fir- my, that. my first pick pick was the Chiefs. I love I, cool. I do love the Chiefs in there on the Thursday nighter. So that was that that was the, the first section I'd I leaned towards. My second one, I just think Cam Newton should be put out in the pasture like last year. The fact he came back. I like I actually quite like Buffalo minus the 10 and a half over Carolina. Buffalo needs a statement game again. They rallied last uh, week so, in the second half. I don't hate it. The only thing is Allen may not be playing, right? But then you know what? Trubisky, that's not horrible. Like he's he's serviceable enough. And I think they got a ton of momentum coming out of that Tampa game. Yep. That, yes, I don't mind that play. Thank you. Thank you. Pre- yeah, pre- don't mind. Pre- appreciate don't that. Mind. And then my my third one is the Monday nighter. I'm gonna take the Monday nighter and I'm gonna hope that last week was an anomaly. And the Minnesota, Chicago, I'm gonna go under the 44 and a half. Um what? oh my gosh. I, I, I am hoping that Chicago's well, Chicago, they scored all their team points on special teams last week. So that, that their offense in there. This is Monday night, Soldier Field. Soldier Field. It's cold, just like Green Bay was supposed to be cold last week. It's cold. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take that under as my third pick for the, uh, for the, for the week. Right. Okay. We're going to do a beat them can't cover. Are going to do that? Or? Yeah, we well, sure we are. Yeah, all right. Of course we are. Um, but kind of say that again, doing this, like I'm, I really do think next year, the only thing I'm going to do is just bet. I'm going to bet every team season win totals. That's it. That's all I'm going to bet. Then you're interested in every game every week. doesn't matter. It's so much better. It's so much nicer. So much nicer than this. This is crazy. All your bad beats. Look, I put my bad beat on Monday night. I was talking to Stover about that today. Oh, <laughs> so I bet for no good reason, other than I was on my own. Um, I bet $50 on Odell Beckham Jr. to score a touchdown, to score the first touchdown of the game. And for the uh, the Rams to be winning at half by somewhere between one to three points. So for anyone who watched that game, uh, Odell Beckham Jr. did. And that, by the way, that was a hundred to one. So my fifty bucks would have been five thousand. <laughs> Odell does get the first touchdown, much to my uh, much to my surprise. And then it's 10-10, 38 seconds left, third down or forty three seconds left, third down four. I actually want the Rams to get the first down at this stage, right? Because then they're going to kill more clock. They're probably still going to kick a field goal, and I'm done. But no, they don't get the first down. 38 seconds left. They kick the field goal, and I'm like, oh, shit, here we go. And, of course, what happens, right? Arizona moves the ball. And then with seven seconds left, they're not in field goal range yet. Nope. Murray scrambles like a crazy scramble. Barely steps out of bounds with one second left. One second. And still sets up a 53-yarder. So the other thing for that play is, like that was a that was a hail mary play. He he had he had no intention of running that ball. He no. was gonna he was dropping back to throw the ball seventy yards in the end zone and try to get a hail mary. Yeah, and, and also he just does this fifteen yard gap. So he runs and steps out of bounds, and now he's fifty two yard field goal. Yeah. One was, second left, fifty three yard. Like when it, like halfway in the air, I'm like, oh, it might miss. It might be wide right, and then it just curls inside <laughs> like an upper. I was like, oh. Unbelievable! I should be five. Well, I would be five thousand dollars richer today because I would have gambled last night a lot and lost. But the point is, I should have won that bet. That's true. That's true. Uh, all right. Uh, so Deno, for uh, we can't be, we sure can't cover. I think he's in last still in that, isn't he? Yep. Uh, he's going to take the Giants ten and a half. Yeah, actually, I don't. I took the Cowboys ten and a half. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to take. I'm going to take my Leos. Oh, that's what I was taking. 
I'm taking my Leos 13 plus 13. You know what? They like are, that. uh, they're a terrible football team, horrifically coached, but I, I'm, I'm, this is the anti Cardinals bet. There's something not right with the Cardinals. Do you know a wide receiver has not scored a touchdown in five games in that team? That's incredible. For the Cardinals? Yeah. Five games without a TD from a wide receiver. They made some solid catches this week too. I'm just telling you, there's something not right with that team. So I can't touch that one now, right? Cause you, you took it. So that's correct. I will, I will ride with the Falcons. Plus oh. the, what are they, plus nine? Uh, where are they? San yeah. Fran. Yeah, plus, plus nine. Actually, I don't, I don't hate that because it's, you know, it's, it's a kitchen sink game for them. They've got to, they've got to win. I don't, I'm, I, I don't, I'm not a believer in San Fran. San Fran's disappointed me too much this year. So yeah, I mean, I'm off their so, way. Yeah. And who knows, right? But, it, but here's the problem. You're off everyone's wagon in the NFL because you ne- like no team ever shows you anything back. You just think you, as soon as you think you got to beat on something, and then boom, they're fucking horrible. Patriots, Patriots are so the fire. I know, two, but I know two and four. If you just rode that, they've covered every week. Yeah, two, two I know, four. I know. Incredible. Uh, all right, that's it. We're done. Back your gamma. We're out. Was that get in, get in oh. early. Get in early on college. So college footballs bowl games start this Friday. Uh, last last year and the year before that, last year, the first four of the seven games, the favorite covered and the other three, the money line dog won. So I'll sprinkle a little bit on the money line dogs in the first five or six or seven college football games. Um, the teams, you never know who's going to show up in college football, and especially in these nothing bowl games. You get them showing up, guys are gone. So I would I would lean some I will lean some money towards the money line dogs in the first three or four nights of a college bowl season. That's that's deep, deep analysis. Just yep. so you know, yeah, we're definitely sprinkle of, sprinkle being the right word. <laughs> uh, okay, listen, uh, what drives you crazy? What? I'm going to start off, but this is from, um, this is from Brock. So he's going to take up, he's going to take up uh Denos space. Cause he's setting this to me. He says anonymous AOB or what drives you crazy. It's more what drives you crazy. Uh, Brock, what drives Brock crazy is dinner parties without music. He's like, in quotations, that should never happen. So it, apparently he must've been at a recent dinner party where uh, the person who was hosting did not have any uh, music being played throughout the dinner soiree. So I, I kind of get that. We always play music. We always have music in the background in some sort of uh, capacity, but uh, I don't know that it would drive me crazy if it, no. if it wasn't. We don't, we don't have music. You don't, you're, like you're supposed to talk with people. So you're supposed, like if it's, if it's people who are there who you don't want to talk to or you're awkward, I see the music, but you're with your buddies. I want to talk. I don't want to talk. I don't, over, I don't want to talk over the music. I don't. Well, first of all, I don't. I don't think he's talking like a nightclub setting. I don't think. I don't think it meant to be booming in your ear. No. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not Ice Cube that he's he's looking for. But I think it's a little mood setting. It can be a little mood. You get a little, you know, a little jingle. It gets you, you know, a little. It's nice. You're right. But you're right. That doesn't drive you crazy. I got. I got. I got way. I got way. Other, I got way other things that drive me much more, much more crazy. Well, I, I agree too. It caught me out. But you know what? There you go. He just uh, Brock throwing out there. But listen, right. as a dedicated listener. And we have an AO, I got an AOB for Brock as well that we got to, that we got to come back to. So there you go. That, that's the first one. All right. You go, uh, I got to go check my, so every week I, anytime anything comes up now, I just put it right in my uh, Apple notes and I have, so I gotta go to my Apple notes and find my word jersey. So I have two again this week, but one, one I didn't plan on, but it just came out of the blue last night. It just came out of the blue. So the first one is that the sheer panic that has hit the province of Ontario. Once again, the, I, I'm getting the, the knee jerk reaction by our politicians to take, 
to, I, I say to take the easiest road on things without thinking through any of the ramifications. Like there's always, there's the, the, the COVID, the, the, the Omni variant has come out and, and, and obviously it's gained some traction and we've gone into a full on shutdown again, like no sports for the kids. Uh, university exams are online now. Like it's just, it's just, it's all blown. Now, whatever happened to, we base our decisions on hospital beds and ICU units because they are not full. And last time we have, we have a big shutdown or lockdown is when the ICU beds are full and they still have any space in the hospitals. It is stated that this variant is not as severe as the previous one. So it's not, it's not putting people in hospitals, but the way that it is portrayed in the media and, and the fear that it inflicts on the people, it's driving me crazy. You just, you just see people that are, that are a little nervous that just get completely off the charts when they when when the media comes out and pushes this news and the politicians make the decisions they have we've done this enough seen it enough it drives me crazy well listen i mean i don't even know where to begin on this topic because it's just yeah it's it's mind-bending for me it's like because I, I just don't know where this goes or how it ends i don't i mean i guess the good news is i don't think there's any chance ontario goes back to lockdown under any scenario i really don't uh, but the fact they they canceled sports already that was that was probably a little knee jerk ish. But but if How, you watch if you watch the, the the news last night, like the news headline is Ontario headed for another lockdown, like that's the headline in the news. I know, but that, that's but that is the listen that is the the crux of the problem right there. The way news is disseminated now across all these different platforms, and then people go and react on those platforms, and just it you know it's a dog chasing its tail as to uh, you know and so. Yeah, it's a it's a mess. The fucking it's all a mess. But I would be shocked if Ontario went down to a full fledged lock. No way, they can't. They can't. People people would. I honestly think there would be a revolt in the streets on this one. I just think people would be like, no. Now that being said, uh, I sent this to Becky last night. This one of the top scientists in Ontario uh, basically said they've determined that the and by the way, hey Biden, it's not Omni. It's not the Omnicrom. It's Omni. Omicron. Oh, really? Am I? No, no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. Biden did, Biden did that the first idea. He was like the Omicron. I was like, it's not. I, I always thought it was Omni. I thought no, it was O-M-I, dumbass. Um, <laughs> so, can't call names. <laughs> um, where was I going? Why was I telling? Why was, what, I interrupted this by making fun of you. What, Becky. What I, Becky. Uh, oh, yeah. Something. Yeah. So the scientist was saying um, they are now convinced that Omicron is uh it is transmitting at four to eight times the rate at which delta was so i mean delta if i if we remember let's not forget about delta kind of ripped through society there for a while so i think the storm is coming but i guess the good news is that there no one knows for sure it right now it appears to be a mild issue uh so obviously severe severe cases uh maybe very uh maybe a low rate of that so that would all be good news but yeah, I just think people are now, are, I think the fear is, oh my gosh, just ripping through everybody. Vaccines aren't as uh, good against it. Well, and then, so who knows? I know, but it's a shitty, shitty situation. It's going to mess up Christmases for people. It's going to mess up rappers road trips for people. It's going to be bad. Yeah, it is. And what about, what about, what's that? What's the view in uh, North Carolina? What's the view there with the? Okay. With first the, of all, you did this the other night. It's South Carolina. Oh yeah. South Carolina. It's not North Carolina. South Jesus Carolina. Christ. You <laughs> What is Carolinas? The Carolinas. Uh, well, you know what? There is no view. 
South Carolina because doesn't that there is there is no pandemic there are no viruses uh there are only guns there are only guns to worry about in South Carolina and I don't mean worry about uh people using them I mean about people getting them uh and making sure they have like a full house full of guns that's the only that's the only concern people have collecting them collecting them yeah <laughs> uh all right you have another one now I I do and it's it and it's, it's titled Amy 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 Oh. So, so we have we have the sports broadcasters that are all so Maddie's and Jack and Alvin. They're all on COVID protocol. Then um, they don't have COVID. They're not, but but they are they are told to be absent from the team for a little bit. So, so they got the sideline reporters and the radio guys on there last night, and Eric Smith calling the game last night. And Amy was the color person. I just want to give Amy to Amy. Everything Eric says is not a question. You are allowed to have some downtime. Amy talked through the entire game more than the play-by-play guy, more than Eric. And Eric was calling the game, and Amy was answering Eric's call of the game like it was a question for her every time. So Amy needs some training when it comes to caller in the Raptors games. Is that really? Not, is that what drives you crazy, or is that AOP? it drove me crazy last night? Last night I was I was watching. I'm like, first, oh my gosh, I need some silence. I, I it was the first game, so I'll, I'll get. But I I almost thought, can I find the Brooklyn feed? I was almost going to try to find the Brooklyn feed and listen to it there. So listen. She actually grew on me as the game went on. I did not enjoy. Listen, I, I'd give her a solid sort of like B minus for her first game. I thought Smitty actually did a pretty good job. I thought he, I thought he was very good. Um, yeah. Considering they were doing it from, I assume it's Gosha Bank or their home. I don't know where they were. No, no, there. they were there. No, they weren't in the game. Oh, they weren't. That's right. They were doing it from the Oakville or Oakville's place. Yeah, the place. So she definitely talked way too much. She talked way too much. But I think if you compare the duo uh, to the duo from TSN the previous night with Jonesy and Leo, I would take Smitty and Amy all day long, Ooh, all day I, long. Really? Well, I wouldn't, yes. I wouldn't, I go oh Smitty. Jo- Jonesy didn't know he was on TV. He thought he was still doing radio. <laughs> He's calling out the score the entire time. I'm like, Jonesy, we're on T. The score is right there for 48 minutes. We see the score the entire time. You never have to call it the score. <laughs> he sounded very radioish to me. I, I, I did not enjoy it. And Leo, that's all he does. So, yeah. oh my God. And Leo, oh, the chuckles. It just looked like there's ridiculous. <laughs> He's always like, it's like, no, you don't chuckle at anything when you're calling a basketball game like that. Right. I mean, he's, he's horrible. I would take as many names for sure. Oh, all right. All right. All right. Well, okay. Well, thank you. Uh, listen. So tra- if you travel, you're always going to have a, what drives, what drives you crazy. Oh yeah. But, but here we are. Right. I'm flying business. Uh, and, you know, the, the, literally the plane's getting ready to, to take off and in flies in this family with their nanny, the mom, two kids, right? The mom, dad, and a nanny. So they clearly took the nanny on vacation, whatever they were. Yeah. Of course, the one kid's like six comes flying in no mask. And um, the steward's like, uh, he needs to put a mask on. He's like, oh, he's just going. And then dad's like, well, he's just going to sit down. She's like, I know he's going to sit down because that's what everyone's doing on a plane. <laughs> But he needs to put a mask on. He's like, oh, oh, what are the rules? And she's like, anyone over the age of two has to have a fucking mask on the play. She just, and I am listening. I almost jumped in and put a mask on the kid for, for everybody and just like, <laughs> and then strangled the dad. It was, how do you not know the rules or the guidelines right now? This has been going on for two years. Everyone knows when you travel, everyone has to wear a mask unless you basically have a baby. Like that's, that how do you not know that? And he was just such a dick about it. You could just be like, oh, oh, I really okay. I guess well, you know, let me get one for him type thing. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah. Right. 
like you could tell the nanny's like, you know, it's the only job I could get. Fuck, I don't work for this asshole either. <laughs> it was just, it was, it was awful. Like, so what drives me crazy are douchebags. And then the guy sitting next to me the whole time. Uh, and he must have got up 25 times during the flight and bent over. So his butt was like literally a foot from my face 25 times. <laughs> right. And he's got, I can see his back, his shirt's too small. And it's like, just like this guy was a train wreck. Douchebags. That's it. I'm done with all the douchebags. I hear you. I hear you. I got no time for douchebags. Yeah. No, no, no. 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 Oh, oh, really? You have to wear a mask? Oh, I, I had no idea. Oh, it's weird. <laughs> why? What's going on? Why is everyone wearing a mask? I don't, I don't know why. <laughs> Come on, Nanny. Look after that, Nanny. I know. That was brutal. Uh, okay. AOB. We got to get out of here. This is late. This is late for two man pod. We always go on way longer with ones, two of us. <laughs> so the, the only AOB I got is, I think it was released today in, in college football. The, the the number one recruit for 2022. So this this guy was this guy's this guy's name is Travis Hunter. He's the number one overall prospect for the for the class of 2022. Had committed a year and a half ago and stuck to his guns, going to Florida State, going all the way through, and just last minute here flips from Florida State to go to Jackson State. Jackson State yeah. is that's not even a Division One school. They're they're a Division Two school, coached by Deion Sanders. So Deion Sanders has wooed the number one possible draft pick or yeah number one pick for next year to jackson state which is that's 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 shocking for the world of you know what? neon neon dion bright lights baby gold chains and bright lights never yeah that's what dion's all about <laughs> uh yeah i mean i'll be interesting to see how uh how that shakes out of course the guy was going to go to florida state so he probably thought well pff, what's the difference tough. at this stage yeah, yeah. they're terrible they're terrible yeah, yeah and that's 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 for sure i think they even fired the coach since he actually committed too so i think it's a brand new coach there um all right thank you um this is again from brock he wanted this to be anonymous but i, I can't it can't be anonymous and it, we probably should have brought it up probably should have brought it up during um the, our raptors discussion but his comment here for aob is what's the deal with og can he handle can he handle a full season like so, Brock is he? So I haven't. I probably should have done a little research on this to look up how many games he's played in his career. I remember him being hurt, but is he hurt all the time for long stretches? I don't know. Doesn't stick in my head. Like I knew. Oh, I, I know he's been. I know. I, I do. You're right. I do remember being hurt, but I don't. I don't remember being repeatedly hurt all the time. It doesn't. Doesn't like I, I got a few guys in my bucket that 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 are always banged up. Like Kyrie's always banged up. Kemba Walker was always banged up. Um, but. Yeah, it doesn't stand out. It doesn't stand out. Yeah, it doesn't to me either. Now, listen, I do believe that listener Brock had a couple of drinks last night. I think he was a little fired up about things. <laughs> well, he had no dinner uh, music either. So he's no, well, <laughs> no, he, was, no, he was actually hosting last night. So I'm sure there was music uh, okay. in the background. So, uh, but here, let me let me just see if I can career stats. Let's go. Uh, 2017 played 74 games. 2018 played 67. 2019 69. 2020. Only 43, but that's short season. Yeah. Uh, short season. But that was 43 out of 73. So he missed. So I guess he missed a ton of time last year. He missed 30 games last year. Oh, was it 72. Yeah. He missed 30. Yeah. Games. I think we mailed it in though with him. He was like, I think he could have played if we needed him down the stretch, but like we, we, anybody had, a, you had a sore, you had a sore pinky. We threw, we pulled you yeah, out of the roster towards last year. The end, that's right. And towards the end, we just threw it in. And then so he's yeah. 15 games this year. So he's missed half the games this year. But before that, he's a 70 game a year guy, which isn't, I mean, no. you're not an Iron Man, but it's not horrible. No, that's that's well, it's well above the average, probably. I'm, I think. Well, we'll have to get Brock on 
uh, hopefully sober so you can actually have, but because I think I think maybe this might have been alcohol induced last night some of these comments <laughs> we'll talk about it. he's emotional he's just emotional I get emotional you know that I well, throw stuff well, out I mean, there was, I throw stuff out there he was the tough I got the old text tough tough loss last night uh you know but he was yeah I think it was emotional you're right I think you I think you time. I think you told me I was angry last night you told me I had some angry issues last night. During, during well, the game. you were—you were definitely, yeah. You were a little bit—you were a little higher than fourth last night. I was—I was a little cranky. I was a little cranky with the Raptors were, last night. Yeah, you were a little cranky. <laughs> uh, so, here's an AOB. Here's my AOB, uh, and I actually had a few, but I'm going to just leave it with one. So, in the bowl season's infinite wisdom, they've decided to schedule at 3:30 p.m. on Christmas Day, the Ball State Georgia State bowl game. I don't—I don't even think there's a name for it. I think it's just these two teams playing. I don't think it's sponsored by anybody. <laughs> what is that? Like, why would you ever schedule that? Those two teams on Christmas day to go up against the NBA. Uh, it makes no, there's an NFL game that night. It's ridiculous. To like, what, what is the, it'll be on TV somewhere. I can't imagine there's 11,000 people that watch that game. And in the stands, I don't know. They could play that. They could play that in any high school, uh, venue and there'd be seats available yeah it's a camellia bowl yeah right exactly (laughs) you said the chlamydia the chlamydia bowl that might actually draw some do do you see how many bowl do you see how many bowl games are this year there's a lot 44 there's 44 bowl games how do you not make a bowl if you if you don't qualify for a bowl two years ago or before covid before covid there was 25 so they've gone from 25 to 44 in two years crazy yeah that's crazy that is nuts. Yeah. I know 44, 88 teams qualify for bowl games. <laughs> you get six wins. You're in a bowl game. <laughs> uh, so there you go. So I, I, but I am, I can tell you right now, it, two things are, are one's a guarantee. I'm not watching that game and it's highly unlikely that I'll gamble on that game. I won't rule that out entirely just yet, but it's highly oh, unlikely. I'll, I'll, I'll give you a tip on that game and you'll be all over it. You'll be, <laughs> right. you'll be, yeah, you'll be right. You'll be riding the don't, Georgia state. Don't watch it. Giant Georgia state minus four and a half. You'll be right now. And they, they've been the sleeper this year. Well, I'd probably bet ball state is Letterman. David Letterman went there. <laughs> they, they used to have a decent basketball program and they were okay. At, for, well, that's for that's good research for the football game. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> all right. I think that's it. I think all that's right. it. The two man Batman and Robin this week. All right, maybe we'll get Dano back next week. Take it away, Kawhi. Kawhi up top, looks at the clock, turns the corner for the win!